0: All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first. And listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, this is our countdown to 3,000 subscribers. So, please, subscribe to the YouTube channel right now. Get us up to 3,000 before the Texas Bowl, and we will have a pregame live stream. That will be our gift to you, a pregame live stream. Now, I'm here with Tim Thomas. We're talking basketball with Tim. And... That, that was a rough start to that Memphis game, Tim.
1: Yeah, we was talking prior to the show. It, it's tough playing away from home. I looked up those guys. Uh, the guards for Memphis, uh, the Davis kid was 23. He'd already been to uh, TCU and SMU. The other guy, Lomax, he was 22. The guy inside, DeAndre Williams, that caused so much havoc inside. He's 26 years old. Playing against guys. 18, So that's a significant difference. He was the difference in the game, DeAndre Williams. He made things happen inside. And let's just be honest. Ole Miss was soft. They were very (laughs) soft. Several guys, as we found out, were not tough enough, uh, just didn't get it done. I think Kermit found some people in the second half that were tough enough that did want to try hard, did want to go after loose balls and rebounds and putbacks, but... It, it, we were already twenty points behind before we found those folks.
0: Yeah, I think almost cut it to seven or eight, but it was just a there was a ceiling there. And they just every time they had the ball down eight with a chance to really cut it down and make it to where it could be a threat, there would be a turnover or a miss shot, a poor thing, and decision making kind of didn't look right. Now, this is a team. I, I talked about this after the game. This was their first true road appearance. And they went there and it looked like their first true road appearance. They just weren't prepared for how that was going to start. And after the first 10 minutes of the game, Ole Miss played them at least even. I mean, if you look at that that game, it was at least even after that. But the game was lost in the first 10 minutes. Honestly, Tim, you will probably relate to this more than anybody. It reminds me of when Ole Miss basketball would go play a game in Rupp Arena back in the 80s to where it would just get out of hand almost instantly. And you're like, well, what can you do? It, w- it was over before it started.
1: Yeah, it's similar. Uh, Rupp uh, held 23 24,000, and the crowd was always loud. And it, it is tough. And to be honest, uh, when you get the momentum going there at the, at the front, uh, the crowd is loud and, and our guys, you know, 18-year-old guys, first time at a place like this, Abram, uh, Caldwell, you could tell both guys were scared. They were intimidated. Uh, you got 23, 22-year-old guys they playing against. And to be honest, the referees kind of get into momentum also. They were letting them hack and push and do all kind of things underneath. that I saw, I see those things because I used to do those things. But they let them get away with it uh, with the crowd going. didn't want to blow a whistle. And that just kind of amped everything up. The crowd was with it, the the players, the coach, everybody. And Kermit tried. He called three timeouts in the first, what, 10, 15 minutes. About used all his timeouts up. But he had to. He tried to stop the momentum. He tried to stop the momentum. And finally, he got a group in there that could score enough and make a few defensive plays along the way to kind of stop the bleeding but could never get enough offense in there, to make a difference to catch up enough to win. You know, I was thinking about this watching this
0: game. When when Ole Miss is not making shots like they weren't early in the game and they can't get back and get their defense set up, they're an okay defensive team, but it's not the same thing. When Ole Miss is making shots and you have time to go get set up and wait for what you're going to do and change defenses and all the stuff that Kermit wants to do, Ole Miss is a really good defensive team. But whenever they're coming down on the break and you're missing shots and things like that, I think Ole Miss struggles even beyond not making shots. And I understand what it sounds like when I talk about just not making shots and that being bad. But that's not exactly what I'm talking about. I, I think it affects their defense when they're not making shots, that's my point.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. It all goes together. It uh, mm-hmm. When momentum comes around, you know, Morel started making a few and I wish he would made a few more for whatever reason. He's not getting open or they're not able to hit him. They got to go to him more. Uh, I noticed that Robert Allen, don't have any against Robert. I love Robert Allen, the way he hustles and rebounds and all, but he was one for nine. He don't need to be shooting the ball. Morrell needs to be shooting the ball. Abram, Caldwell, those guys, along with Deshaun Ruffin, who we we talked about a little bit, he's coming. It was slow, it it probably did better than I thought he would. I remember back in my day, I know everybody wants to hear this. Back in my day, I could miss one or two practices with a sprained ankle. The next time I came back, my timing was off. I, I couldn't shoot exactly, my rebounding was not the same. So, Ruffin, he's been gone months, several months. I know he's been back practicing all, but when you get in a crowd, especially that many, and your adrenaline's flowing, and you know, he tried to shoot a few. You saw that it was not really good. He tried to go inside and his timing, his quickness wasn't there. A couple of them got blocked. But he will be there. I think I have faith in him. I've seen him enough last year to see that he, he will come around and he will make a big difference in this team.
0: Now, um, it was great getting Ruffin back. I'm not I'm not any, anything about that. But do you have concerns about Ruffin coming back and almost a change of the way they're po- playing? Because with Abram the team looked a little bit different up front. Now, if it all works out, you basically have two different style of plays that you can go out and figure out which one works. But is it a concern that for some reason Abram and Morrell doesn't really go together? Maybe he's a roughing and Morrell type situation and Abram has his guys
1: as well? Yeah, there is too. There's something to there. That's something that hopefully, <laughs> Stephen. I hope they worked that out this week. They had uh, they don't play till Saturday, so they had a whole week to work on this. I think really what they worked on more than that was uh, loose ball drills, fifty-fifty uh, ball drills, and rebounding <laughs> drills, and toughness, uh, fight. Get some fight back in you. You know, the guys inside. Of course, McKenna was out. I heard he had a concussion, so he wasn't able to play. He's the toughest, biggest guy we got in there. So that made a big difference, him not playing. And to uh, be honest about field, he needs to work on his toughest. I'm not going to say straight out he's soft, but, yeah, he's soft. He needs to get stronger. He needs to work on this. And it's a mind thing. I had to work on it. You know, when you're going against Sam Bowie and big guys, Kevin McHale, you either get tough or get run over. So, me not being a terrific athlete, I had to really work on my toughness. I had to get get strong, or they would try to intimidate you. I've had guys that would come down the court and say this and say that, and some people come down with their elbow out when they run by you and try to gouge you in the chest. So that a lot of that goes on. We know it's not a contact sport, right? But <laughs> it it definitely is. So it's it's something that breakfield, just being honest, I hope. He, he's able to do that. I hope he can. He's great on offensive end. He does help rebound in some, but he needs to work. I'm not just saying point him out. All the guys inside. Akuba um, Mbala, I saw one time inside Kermit hollered, hollered at him and said, dunk the ball, dump the ball. <laughs> he had the ball inside. He's a big old guy, easy to dunk, and he just kind of laid it in, got it blocked. And, and Kermit, I saw it in his, his mouth, you know, really, dunk the ball, man. You're right there under the goal. But you got to be tough to do that because you realize other people's going to be coming at you when you dunk it. So it's a toughness issue. Uh, it's resiliency, a fight, whatever you want to call it. But that game, it didn't happen. It started off bad, as you talk about the crowd, uh, the referees, the just the intensity of the game. And it, they wasn't ready. We're too young. And the guys that really should come through, Morrell, breakfield guys like it, and the older guys, the poor guys, nobody really came through except Makuba. He kind of came through, made a few shots, got a few rebounds, but all the other guys and McKinnis being out, it, it, it didn't work well.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a situation. I, I'm more convinced. Miles Burns is, um, jason smith uh, because if miles burns was a shooter at the hustle and effort play and the way that he plays defense even somewhat equitable to that he'd be an nba player uh because
1: he he was up for the fight against memphis he was one of the few people that was just everywhere that's true he uh, i saved all that to say you're right your guy miles burns tough man he's tough as nails and he really gets after it and man can he dunk the ball he came back on that one. It remembers, reminds me of the Dominic Wilkins. I remember my uh, sophomore year, he was a freshman. He came into old tad pad, and he was around the free throw line, and someone shot the ball for Georgia. He was at the free throw line, and he jumped and slammed it back in, and the whole crowd just went quiet. I mean, we knew we saw someone that was going to be great. You could tell by just that athletic feat that he did. And Miles Burns is not a Dominic Wilkins, but he has some – he threw a hammer down uh, last week, and he's got uh, probably eight or ten uh, dunks this year that are really nice. And he, he hustles. He, he deserves it. He really gets after it. He, he's tough. He's gritty. And uh, he deserves everything he gets from coming, especially we talk about him coming from NIA. And a lot of he didn't get the credit, all these others. He definitely deserves it.
0: Yeah. And um, before we move on and talk a little bit just about Valpo, um, this is important, this Memphis game and the way it started out. Because they're about to get into SEC play. And Tennessee is going to come in and be that physical. They're going to be that team that they just saw in the FedEx Forum. And you need to be prepared for that, to walk into it, or the same thing is going to happen, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, Tennessee's really good. It, it's going to be a I'm hoping, thinking, praying this week that uh, Kermit they had some really good practices and they got a new mindset. We'll see when they play Valpo on Saturday. We'll see it. I think it's two o'clock on SEC Network, and then they play. I think it's UCF, uh, Temple, uh, then the UNA. So there's several formidable teams there that give them a give them a run for the money. They could easily lose one of those if they don't play well. Uh, but I'm hoping. Hopefully, this week he got him a line. I hope McKinnis is back. He's got to get him a tough-minded, gritty lineup. They can play at home, which is easy to you know easy to do. That's, that's not a problem there. But when you go away, you got to feed off the crowd in the opposite way. You got to be tougher and meaner, and, and you can't take all this stuff, all the hacking. It's, I saw Lomax, the guy from Memphis. He was happy hacking and slapping Abram and some of them guys, and they didn't call anything. And underneath the Andre, I hate to, he was that he, Williams guy. He was pushing. And I know about that. He was one time or two times he got caught, but he was pushing and he got. I think he had what 17 points, 14 rebounds, and seven assists. So Williams nearly had a had a triple double. But a lot of that was during the momentum time. Later on, like like we said, Ole Miss came around. I was glad to see that. I'm glad we didn't give up. I was glad yeah. to see that. And and the SEC coming, like you said, Tennessee, those guys are well rounded. They they hit the transfer portal. They got guys that are tough, and it's going to be be hard for us. But I believe if we we can really get tough on these next four games. And then uh I think we'll do well.
0: Yeah, and Kermit Davis, um, scheduling Valparaiso. I mean, he has to know there's scar tissue there, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was ninety eight, <laughs> I believe, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Drew uh, hit the shot at the end that beat us and I think it's the first round of the tournament. I like think went on and uh, played in the sweet sixteen, but that was a it was a huge game in old old miss history, going to NCA and being ahead and uh and he comes down, they had a pass, and he, they passed to Bryce Drew, and he made that shot. It's still – they show it about every year on the uh, preliminary NCAA dance uh, videos, and it's kind of hard to see every year. But they, they had a good team that year, and they'll have a good team this year. I saw where they were uh, three and six. I think they recently got beat by Murray State and uh, Belmont. So that, they're that type of team. That The MVP – uh, is it the Missouri – yeah, MVC, Missouri Valley Conference. I'm sorry. They got several guys. They got that one guy inside. I saw Cricky. I think's his name. He had thirty-one and like eight or ten rebounds. So they got guys that can play. Probably not as many as we do, but they're gonna give us a game. So hopefully uh, this week we're practicing the new mindset that we will do well. Yeah, they need to start
0: tuning up and getting ready for SEC play because you're probably what three weeks away from that Tennessee game. Three weeks from yesterday, in fact, Um, because I think it's the twenty-eighth that it starts. That's the same day that um, Ole Miss is in the Texas Bowl as well so that is also my anniversary so that is going to be a big day.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, it's hard to say. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see how this goes but I've I, I followed Kermit enough and you know him from the Middle Tennessee days. He knows what he needs to do now that he's he's got the guys here. They're actually here. You saw the guys they're capable. We saw them determine uh, that they're capable of scoring. They're capable of, of being tough and gritty but Against Memphis, the first 10, 15 minutes, it it didn't happen. and He tried and finally got them settled down, and hopefully he's got uh, maybe six or eight guys that can really put it together and we can handle the ACC. If they don't don't come forward, though, if they don't get tough, some of these guys don't step up. It's going to be a long year. Absolutely. Tim Thomas, thank you. Thanks for making the Locked
0: On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tim, thank you very much for stopping by. Look forward to doing it again next week. Hopefully we're talking about some good stuff after the Valpo game and uh, after maybe the UCF game. And um, maybe there'll be like some, some growth moving forward, man.
1: Yeah, I believe so. I, I really believe so. Let's support them the best we can. And I, I believe Kermit to have these kids ready.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Tim.
1: Howdy, Toddy. Howdy, Toddy.